What is up, Divi Nation? Welcome to this week's Divi Chat. Tonight we have, or this morning, depending on where you are, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. You know how it is. Uh, we've got our friend Beth Livingston joining Eric and I here on the chat tonight, and we are going to talk about the thrilling topic of project management. <laughs> Don't roll your eyes. It's going to be a good one. I promise. It's going to it's going to have some surprises. Before we dive in, I mean. Whether it's exciting or not, it's important and you all know it. So s buckle up for this one. Um, <laughs> before we begin, though, why don't we uh, meet our panel for the for the show? My name is Stephanie Hudson. I am broadcasting from Charlotte, North Carolina, just down the road from where Beth lives, actually. And so we got two North Carolinas. And then, and then Eric actually is in Virginia. So this is a very like regional show that <laughs> never happens. It's usually a global show. And now we're all within like what, 500 miles or 400 miles yeah. of each other. Easily. Yeah. Um, and for those of you who don't measure with miles, I don't know how far that is. <laughs> so anyhow, I own Focus WP where we help agencies and freelancers grow their businesses by providing outsourced services without them having to hire, vet, train, do all of those kind of things. It's basically an instant team for your business so you can grow and do the things you love. You can find out more at focuswp.co and come hang out with us in our Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz. Hey everybody, my name is Eric and I am really looking forward to this uh, topic tonight. We're actually in the process of getting ready to hire a project manager. Um, and so project management and everything has been on my mind a lot. So really looking forward to this conversation. Uh, I own In Transit Studios. That's our client facing uh, digital marketing agency. And then we also have Coastal City Creative. That is our white label agency where we provide digital marketing and website services to promotional product distributors. So that's that. And yeah, I'm in, up in Virginia Beach. So it's an East Coast show. Crazy. Love it. Beth, tell the folks where they can find out about you. I am Beth Livingston. Um, I own an agency in Greensboro, North Carolina. And I'm also the director of the WP Project Managers Academy. Are you ready for my elevator sentence? Yeah, do Here it. Here we teach you how to get your projects completed on time, within budget, with the right features, without... Um, wait, I've, I've, I've oh, lost, lost bing, my train of thought. Okay, no, re-over. Okay. That's a re-over. Do over, over, do over, do over. Do okay. Um, we teach you how to get your projects done on time, within budget, with the right features without sacrificing profit. Nice. I've heard you do that a thousand times and you've never messed it up. <laughs> and all of a sudden I just had a break. I know the red light on the camera gets you every time. <laughs> uh, for those who are in the focus on your biz group, if you've come to our weekly zoom chats, uh, Beth's there frequently and we pick her brain about all things, project management. And um, I particularly love the parts of her teachings that are about um, proposals and change budgets, but I'm going to restrain myself a little bit today because what we want to talk about is project management as a whole. And the concept of project management, you know, you need to manage your projects. You know, you have to, I mean, actually, before I even go into this, we, we don't have Tim Schreifler here with us to define it. Would one of you two like to actually define what we are referring to as project management? 
you have a definition for it, Beth? Like, what what does that mean? What is encompassed in the project management? Like a shortish, like not what you should do, but like, what does it mean? Well, let's start with what a project is. A project has a beginning and an end. So like your maintenance stuff, that's not really a project because there's no end to it. It just continues on. Um, So a project has a beginning and an end. And project management is controlling the scope, the, the time, and the cost. Love it. So if you've ever had a project go off the rails or be a total pain in the neck, you know how important those factors are. Let's say them again. You want, you want it to be, it has a start and an end. And you, the project, that's what a project is. And what you're doing is controlling the time, cost, and um, scope. Now, if you think of that as a triangle, it's called the um, triple constraint. And if you can manage all three of those, what ends up being in the middle is quality. Oh, Mm. that's a nice little picture. So when we're talking about project management, especially with that definition, we know we've got to manage our scope. We've got to make sure we're making money. I mean, you know, we're not out there doing this just for the fun of it. We got to make money on these things. So it seems almost like a necessary evil. But when I was talking to Beth about coming on, the thing that she said that really intrigued me was that she teaches how to use project management to differentiate you in a crowded marketplace. So not only does this just make your life easier, less stressful, and make your clients happier, but it could also win you projects. And so that's one of the things I'm real excited um, to hear Beth explain because instantly that like put a light bulb on in my head um, that like that's totally true. If you come out of the gate with all of these processes in place, boy, does that not only impress a client or a prospect, but it makes them feel comfortable. Like they're in good hands. Like you actually, I don't know, know what you're doing, you know? So, uh, so where shall we start guys? If you are uh, in the live chat, especially please, um, leave some comments, leave some questions. Beth's best quick on her feet. She's good with uh, answering questions. We'll put her in the hot seat today if you want to ask any questions live. And if you are um, watching this later or listening later on your podcast app, uh, go ahead and leave comments there or jump over to our Facebook page, our Divi Chat Facebook page. And you can tag Beth on there as well um, and ask some more questions too. We'll keep her busy. She, she loves it. She's got nothing else to do. So, um, so where shall we start? Eric, you are embarking on a journey. Yes. And I'll just say right off the bat, you, you kind of blew my mind wide open with your definition of a project being an end and start and not including maintenance and hosting. And I can see that and that that's a system, but are there, are there parts of services that you would still put under project management? For example, digital marketing services, somebody comes to us, we're going to handle their local SEO, for example. Now that's an ongoing service, but is there does that still fall into project management? Some aspects of it could, and that definition is like the textbook definition. We all know that anything that you have to manage the time, cost, and scope is really a project, right? If you're if you're uh, if you've got phases, activities, and tasks, or some semblance of that, you're managing a project. So uh, in SEO, it might be, uh, or a market, digital marketing, uh, you know, a campaign could be a project, 
right? Right. Um, right. So however you break it down could be a project. But the thing is that most people don't realize, especially newbies, is they want to go in and start talking to the client about how the website looks. What do you like? What do you don't like? You know, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> but you know what the clients care most about? And this has been proven with those proposal, um, things like better proposals, where you can kind of see where your client's spending their time as they go through your proposals. You know where they spend the most time? The money. Where's that? Yeah, the money. Cost. The second thing they spend time on is timeline. And they actually spend the least time on the solution. So they what do care. clients care most about? How much does it cost and how long is it going to take? So if you Love that. are focused on those things when you're pitching or when you're doing when you're doing the walkthrough of your proposal, by the way, I'm not a big fan of these automatic proposals. I'll send it to you and then you just sign it and that they could they could, you can use them, but every proposal, in my opinion, deserves a walkthrough. Oh, for because sure. How, yeah. how else yeah. are you? But I know, but there's a lot of people that just no. do the, the proposal and send it off and they don't, no. they don't actually walk through the proposal with the client. Listen, Beth, we've been training this audience for, we've been training these folks for years now. If anybody no, out there is still doing this, you got to sign off right now. You're not I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> if, uh, yeah, I'm curious. If, yeah. See you later. There's another show. Wow. on. No, there's not. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious with that. Like, so the walkthrough though, so how we do it is we have found that clients prefer to have a video versus another time that they're scheduled for another meeting. So the top of our proposal is a Loom video of me just walking them through their proposal and then that's how fine. the proposal works. I think okay, that's so really fun too. Even better actually, because then it can get sent to other people without translation. Like yes. you're still the one explaining it. If there's other the people. The one caveat I will say that one thing that you don't get the opportunity to do is to um, address objections. Right. I don't usually don't get too many though. Well, yeah, you're perfect in every way, Stephanie. So. I mean, <laughs> almost. But no, if you like, if you really are um, sc scoping out your project, right. If you're doing your discovery and all of those things, then you really are going to, get pretty close and if they've got objections then i've got answers they can send they can we can yeah. schedule a call after yeah that. yeah i right. think by that point you've kind of walked through like you said the discovery my proposals really the scope of service i'm just reiterating what we already talked about you know it's going to be this many pages this this but i do think that you know i still think that scope of service is the most critical part because I tell people, if we're going to be friends when this is over, it's because we, <laughs> we it's because we have agreed on a scope of service, and and everybody's that. questions were answered right there. When there's conflict, is when well, I thought I was going to get this, and you know, da da da. da. So right, right, that, that, yeah. that's manage expectations from yeah. day one to eliminate so many bad feelings and problems. Okay, so we've got some comments coming in. Uh, Marchin says from his experience sending a Gantt chart with a project timeline with a proposal immediately builds a rapport so this is what we're talking about this is what she's saying like this timeline thing is super the fact important. that you even know what a gantt chart is makes you a professional <laughs> now, now oh man that's just got so much respect for you marchin but that brings up james question james hayward asked this uh when it comes to because this is very this relates very closely to that comment okay so when it comes to clients, how do we manage clients to keep them on track with a project? 
So a project could slow down because we're waiting for them to provide the dreaded content, right? So this is a huge problem. So when you're sending a timeline, uh, how do you factor this in, Beth? I mean, this this is the number one pain point of every person in this industry is the you know client delays, particularly with getting content. So if we can, if you can help us solve this problem, oh my gosh, we're gonna have a lot of fans. Well, inside the Academy, we do have the content collection roadmap that teaches you how to do this. But the biggest thing uh, to get content from, cli from clients on time is to make sure that in your contract and in your, in your process, that when they delay the project, there are consequences. The other thing you can do is incent them to do it. You know, bump the, bump the project by $500 and give them a discount if they get their content done on time. What do they care most about? Money. So, or sometimes just a, sometimes a, a, some swag. You'd be amazed at how people will perform for a sports shirt or a mug <laughs> or, a, or, a, or, a, or, a, or a beer at the local pub. Um, so, so you, you incentivize. Right. You can incent them to do the right. Like, it's kind of like dealing with children, right? You got to do behavior. <laughs> I'll give you a sticker. You can, exactly. You got to do behavior modification. So you set the expectation. What is the expectation? And here's the other thing is that you need to sit down with the client and agree on those timelines. You don't get to just decide this is when I need the content. This is when I need that. You agree on that project plan together. So they're already vested now. They've said, okay, we're going to be on vacation that week. Um, uh, in my case, mm. I'm working with a furniture store. And when they, do the, when they do the international furniture market, that's a huge deal for them. It changes the project, um, what we can get done. Um, so you uh, work with the client on the project plan. When, once that, and then you set those expectations in your contract and in every conversation you have with the client every single conversation you have with them. And then you, ha you have to also make it easy for them. Because remember, y'all, we think about this stuff day in and day out. We, this is second nature to us. They have a business to run, a furniture store or um, a brewery. You know, they have a business to run. They're not, this is only one little tiny thing in their whole world. And so they're, they're going to spend time on what's going to improve their bottom line. So if not getting their content done on time uh, causes them to lose money, but getting it done on time makes them or saves them a little money, then they're much more likely to do it. Does that answer the question? I tend to go I on so. and on. You know? I, think, uh, I think it depends on the person, though. So I, I think I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again because that's how I roll. Uh, if you, so I was working with a coach for a while, and I kept not getting my assignments done. Shocker. So uh, he finally, like, he says to me one day, he goes, you know, all my male clients, all the men have already gotten all their assignments done. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, nice try. I know what he's trying to do. I don't care. And so then he says like, okay, well, listen, if you don't have this for me by, um, by whatever day, he goes, I'm going to increase your bill by, by a hundred dollars. And I'm like, mm, nice try again. No, you're not. You can't. We have a contract. And he was like, Okay. And this was sort of spaced out over like an hour long conversation. But in retro, I realized all these tricks he was doing. And then he goes, uh, if you don't get it to me, you've got to send me a uh, six pack of beer. And I'm like, I'll send you a six pack of beer right now. Like, I don't care. And then he finally goes, okay, if you get it to me by Tuesday, 
at this time, he goes, I'll knock 500 bucks off your bill. And I was like, done. Now you got my attention. But in retro, I thought like, man, he had to work to find what my button was. And so I think that it's important that we understand our clients too. This is why like having a niche or working with certain types of people can help because you do get to know them a bit and you know, like what is going to push their button. Cause like if somebody said like, okay, you're going to, I'm going to have this fake price increase or pr fake bonus or whatever, I'd be like, mm, I'm too busy to care about that anyway, whatever. You know. Well, I, I'm excited to see. So we just experimented with our last four proposals. I experiment with almost every proposal, but the last right. four proposals I've sent out um, over the last, you know, week, um, what I, I just want to cross, I just upped our, the price on everything a thousand dollars and said that in, included copy. We're, we're going to write your copy for it. We've got a professional copywriter. We're going to write your copy. You know, da -da. Um, you approve the copy and then you approve the mock-up. Um, and at, at that point, so we're, you're going to pay 50% deposit and then we're going to do the onboarding. We're going to do the intake form. We're going to create the content. Then we're going to create the mock-up. Then you're going to pay 40% and then we're going to build your website. Because what I have found is the clients are most, because we tell them content is king and it's the most important part of your website. And they're the most excited about the project in the first two weeks, not at week four or six when they're able to go in and start playing with content. It's, it's clear at the beginning. So I'm hoping by getting their part out of the way, then it, you know, it gets done faster because it is a pain that we're experimenting. Exactly. But I, I like the idea. I like the idea of incentivizing. I wrote that down. <laughs> I, I like, um, I mean, they don't have to know that it's a fake bonus. Like you, you added $500 and you say, okay, I'll, I'll give you a $500 discount. If you get, if you meet all of your dates, not just, you know, one thing. Um, now I forgot what else, I, what I was the point I was going to make. Oh, content first. See, this is another mistake that a lot of people make is they want to get into the design first. And I don't know, I don't even know how you can do design if you don't know what, if you don't have all the content, because it, as they're, you're doing design and, and doing all this stuff and they go off and give the content, get the content, they bring it back. And then that content means you've got to adjust because of the content you got was it's not the catch you 22. You've got to adjust website, it. Though. Right. Because how I mean, I just it's so said, hard just, for clients to just write on a blank page if they can't like get a visual sort of element. Exactly. Like now, Eric brought up another point is um, a really good way to get your client to agree not to do their own content, which is actually always, in my opinion, the preferred thing mm -hmm. uh, is to um, do a rough order of magnitude of the content where you are. You've got Can your pages, what that means. Right? You, yes, you know how many pages you're going to have, right? And you kind of mm -hmm. know what's going to be on those pages. Like this page is going to have a couple of images and six paragraphs, or this page, the about page is going to have two paragraphs and no images. So you can kind of guesstimate. You're just guesstimating. It's a rough order of magnitude. So then you 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 figure all that out. Now, let's if it's in the if it's in the um, if you're doing a, a website redesign, then you got to factor in the content that you already have that's usable. Um, but here is all of the content that's got to be written. Break it down into the number of paragraphs and then break it down into man hours. Like how long does it take to write a paragraph? A half hour? Just guess. And you use, use some, some standard amount. Like let's say 
15 minutes for each paragraph. And then you add all that up. And then when you show all of that to the client and say, this is how long it's probably going to take you. Um, and this is what we're going to factor into the project plan. Do you really have the time to do this? You really need to be spending time on your business. You know, so if it's you don't have the time they all to think do they it, have time to do it. But sometimes it's just showing them that chart and then showing them sometimes a, a picture is worth a thousand words. And sometimes that mm -hmm. that convinces them. Yeah. yeah, I just I just told these these four. I said, uh, and I'll just be honest with you, clients that where a professional copywriter writes the web the copy for the website, their websites always perform better, you know. And when I put it in, the, I just said, and it's included in our price, you know. And I had one person go, well, what if I wrote my own copy? I went, that doesn't change the price. And she goes, because <laughs> my thing is that. for me, I'm trying to streamline our project management because. We just have some project and I even went to a 12 months or 12 months. I went to a 50% down, 50% at completion or at 12 weeks, whichever comes first. I had three clients pay the at the 12 weeks and we're still waiting for them to get back to us. And these projects have been going on for, for months. And then when they get back to you, you go in and you got to spend time figuring out the site again. And yeah, so I'm hoping this just eliminates it, but I love the incentive. I'm going to keep thinking on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's tough to do though, because like I said, you got to know what is there, what's going to incentivize them, like what's going to a be a Divi chat T-shirt. <laughs> They'd love it. Yeah. Actually, somebody just asked when when you're in the chat if we have merch. Oh, when you're proposing to the client and you're going through your processes, if you can show them how you're going to control the scope how you're going to control the project, um, how you're going to handle change. Look, there's things we know ha happen on every project. Change is inevitable. We, we keep trying to say, well, if we get it right on the front end, then there'll be no change. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Do y'all hear the loud truck going by? I apologize. I don't know what that was, but anyway, <laughs> um, now I forgot where I was. Oh man. <laughs> I, uh, you're, it's late you're in the day. You're a mess. Yeah. If you can show the client, these processes that you already have in place and you, and you're very honest with them and you say, look, here are the things we know are already problems. Scope creep is a problem. The content collection bottleneck is a problem. And here are the processes we have in place to make sure that doesn't happen to your project that sets you apart from the competition because nobody else is yep. doing that. No. Nope. Uh, so mm -hmm. how, how do you go about, and at what point do you go about presenting your systems to the client? Is it a part of your proposal? Do you talk about it beforehand in your sales conversations? Um, when do you sort of broach the subject of if we work together, just so you know, this is what's going to happen. It depends on the client and how savvy they are. Um, but I, I do, I, I go through it all during the proposal. Now I follow Nathan Ingram's process of having two documents. You have the master services agreement. That's where everything is detailed out. It's a lot. Mine's 17 pages for the last project I was on. That's the contract. It's got That's all fair. the legalese. Everything that could go wrong is addressed as well as Look, if you if you're this late with your content, here's what happens. We put you at the end of the line. 
if you're so many days late with your content, um, <clears throat> then uh, we put your project on hold. And then there's a certain point, I can't even remember, it's been so long since I've looked at it, um, where if we haven't received it by this date, your project is 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 uh, not just on hold, but kind of, I, I can't think of the word, but we're not doing anything else on it until you pay us the rest of the project. You pay the rest of the balance and right. then we'll right. start your project. I mean, you yeah. have to be tough about it because, and, and those kinds of, so you've got incentives, but then you've also got penalties for not getting it done. You know, the other thing is setting the expectation that, look, we're, we're colleagues working on this together, right? Uh, you're not, you don't hand this off, hand off your requirements, go off and three months later, I bring you a website. That is not how this works. <laughs> you've got to be involved and you're a stakeholder and you, you there are things you've got to be responsible for too. Look, they watch TV and they see these ads that say they can build a website in an hour. Well, how hard can it be, right? Yeah. How hard can it be? Why, why is this taking so long? We have to fight those expectations and let them know what, what's really going on here. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it does. And I, and I think what you focus on, I, like I even just tell people, building the website's the easiest thing we do. Um, <laughs> And, and it's where we spend the most of our time is the research, the, you know, the market research, the SEO research, preparing, you know, getting your voice and learning your business and mapping out a user experience. Yes. And once you explain all that, you know, and then you say, and here's why. And I do this with every client. I always so, you know, like we're, we're, we want to make sure that your primary call to action is in the top right because people read a website in a seven or a Z, whatever you want to say. And when they, their eyes pause here and then down here, we put, I do that every, with every single prospect because what it shows them is you're the expert. And they're like, oh, well, that's, I want you to build my website because the other guy just talked about colors, you know, but you're talking psychology. And I'd say that I explain the psychology of yes. Once you start adding those things on, well, man, I, I was able to start increasing my pricing and, and close more, you know, leads. And so I, that's how I get around that. Guys, for those of you who want to improve your, uh, your sales calls, you want to close more deals, you pay attention to what Mr. Dingler here is doing because this guy is killing it. He knows what he's, I mean, like all of those little nuanced things are so powerful and you're building your you're building this up like little Lego by little Lego of like your knowledge and your confidence and all of that. And he doesn't step into those rooms and, and think like, Oh gosh, they're going to think I'm dumb or whatever. He goes in and is like, Oh yeah, this is why we do it this way. Cause it's this, 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 you know, he goes in there understanding that he knows you don't even have to know everything, but you do know more than that person knows about building websites. And you can go in with at least starting there and, and just, talk to them in that way. And it's, it's perfectly good. You don't have to just put up a big shield and hope they don't realize it's really you, you know, like he goes in and is like, Oh no, we don't ever do that because it's always the hardest part. Like to go in and say like content collection or this or that is the hardest part of any project. When's the last time you told your customer, like what you thought was hard about your job? <laughs> like, it seems counterintuitive. Like you might not want to do it, but if you go in there with those kind of attitudes, then it makes you seem like a real human being. It makes you really seem like you know what you're doing.
And then if we take that and pair it up with what Beth is saying here, so we go in and we like, so explain to everybody again, how, when you're talking to a client, just explain to them what, what you mean by using this project management system that you're going to implement to leverage yourself above your competition. As a unique value proposition, so to uh -huh. speak, right? Or a UVP as we call it. Um, so the way that I do it, okay, so my proposal is separate from a master services agreement. The master services agreement has the detail of the processes in it that, that we're expecting you to follow. The proposal might have a couple of sentences about that and then um, refers to the master services agreement. And I will actually verbalize the entire process, but we're not actually walking through the whole thing when we're looking at the proposal. Um, so as you're doing that, here's the thing. I, I have one of my talks that I do at WordCamps uh, is um, how, to, how to control scope creep by embracing change. Because, the, and that's one my of the things part. you have to do. Huh? That's my favorite part. Yeah. I love that stuff. So, I get yeah, I one, over that. We run from change and, and, and we've, we look at it as a pain and, and, our, and our clients, you know, but when you don't embrace change, first of all, you're, somebody might have a good idea that nobody thought of at the beginning of the project, right? Mm -hmm. So you're squelching innovation um, and you're penalizing your client for not having all the answers on day one. That's just plain stupid. Mm -hmm. um, now, the way that we, the way that we, our process is you cannot scope a project after an hour and a half meeting with a client. I don't care. There's no way you can fully scope a project doing that. I can get the basics. I can get what I need for my rough order magnitude and the number of pages and, you know, whether they already have a logo and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. But I, the way we do it is our first phase is the discovery phase. So we do the proposal and we give a range estimate of time and cost. Then we do the what I call the deep dive discovery. And that's what Eric was describing just a couple of minutes ago. At the end of phase one, that's when we do our statement of work, which is also pretty much a full website specification. We've detailed out the content. We've detailed out the design. We've detailed out the site map. We've detailed out everything. Um, and so and that it. And during that process of the deep dive discovery, that client's been shoulder to shoulder with you as you've discovered new things. So they know that you've that things have changed from that proposal. When we do the statement of work, we do a second estimate. If that estimate now they're already under contract and the contract states that if that estimate comes in within the range we already gave you, we're good to go. We're moving on to the next phase. If it exceeds that range, you have the right to cancel. They hardly ever do because they've been shoulder to shoulder with you. They know that what the changes you've found. Um, I just bumped a project. I think, I think it was like $5,000 difference between the proposal and what we actually did at the statement of work because what they described to me in that hour and a half meeting was not at all what they really needed. What they said they needed was just a, a reorganization of their categories for their furniture, but that wasn't what they needed. What they wanted was a whole filtering and um, 
you know, sorting system and they didn't have, they didn't have their data set up properly in order to do that. So it was, it, this thing has just grown and grown and grown and grown. And so we've done change request after change request. And so what started as a $12,000 project is now over $20,000. Nice. And they haven't flinched. They haven't yeah. flinched because they're I part of the process That's at huge, the beginning yeah. that these things happen. We know they happen and we're going to make sure we address everything. So you get the final product you want, but you got to pay me for it. <laughs> this is fascinating. Okay. So Isn't it? Okay. I, I, right. Did your brain just explode, Eric? Yeah. Like, I'm like, well, what was like, okay. So this, this, let me see if I get this right. I, I call you up and I'm like, Beth, I want a website. You know, I'm thinking it's, I'm thinking it's going to be five pages with a contact form. Um, and, and that's, that's it. And so you're going to send me a like, okay, well that's going to be between five and $7,000. But phase one is this discovery phase where we're going to do a deep dive and it's going to take X amount of time. Usually the bulk of the project is spent in the discovery. And then they got to pay for that. They pay right. a deposit. That deposit. You give them that deposit. five to seven. So then they pay half of that, which covers you for your discovery that you're going to do. That well, now it, sometimes it's even more than half. It just depends on the project. I don't. I don't do the fifty upfront, fifty, and I and I don't set arbitrary, um, you know, deadlines. We get paid for each phase before we begin it. Um, I'm so loving this. Okay. But, deposit, so the deposit that you get should cover all of phase one. Phase one. And a, roughly, and it's going to be hard because I've got some clients where I, you know, they're a small operation and I've got some that are doing, you know, I've, I've got a client that's doing $2 billion a year in, in retail or in real so estate you have, transactions. You have to tailor things based on the size of the project too. So wh what would you, what would you guesstimate is kind of the average length of time in that discovery. What's the average what? Time? Length of time, yeah, the, the discovery oh, phase. Gosh. Well, look, what happens when you ask a question and you get an answer? Then you ask, then it leads to another question. And then there's, an, it's impossible to answer that question. Okay. Because okay. when you're talking, you think about that first meeting with the client, you know, you've got to, you, most people have a set of questions they ask or a questionnaire about you know what they want or they have this on their website but that always leads to more questions okay so 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 then you get to the you get to the end of this discovery phase I, i'm i'm tracking with you because every every client is different and so i i'm loving it you get to the end of the discovery phase then you provide your the statement, the statement of, work. of work the statement of work and at that point if the price is outside of the estimate so you've given a Five thousand to eight thousand dollar price range, and it, it comes in at ten thousand. They're able to cancel, but what don't they? they but they don't get back the, the what they've already paid okay. because that was just to cover the discovery phase, right? Yeah, That's Brenda, right. They Brenda just asked this, but they Brenda get the same work. They get. Hey, why have I can not I taken your academy course already? I'm can I just show you? A couple comments in the chat right now. Uh, Brenda says she's taking notes fast. James Hayward says his brain is also exploding. <laughs> like you're you're talking to the right people here, Beth. And just so you guys know, Beth, like this does seem fast. Beth does have uh, her course, her course, her academy 
Um, tell them the URL. We were going to wait to the end, but you might as well just tell them now because everybody's freaking It's WPRoadmaps.com forward slash join us. There you go. And uh, and Steve Parks, he's there's one a, of our newbies. Free, there's a, there's a, free, a free track and then there's a premium track. If you're unsure about whether this is going to help you well, yeah. or not, by the way, there's a free the bit free too. Stuff. That's right. You can always upgrade to the to the premium later. Um, Steve Perks, you're going to want to watch out for this guy, um, Beth, because <laughs> he lives in Scotland and he keeps threatening to send us all some scotch. So if that's your <laughs> cup of tea, if you know what I mean, you want to look out. For him. Um, okay, so Marchin's back. He says he's doing this with his current project. He's doing this exactly. You just already knew how to do this, Marchin? Dang, you're good. He's set, uh, I've set seven to 12 for the phase two. I don't know what that means. And tomorrow I'll tell the client that this will be 10. Oh, seven to 12,000. And tomorrow's going to tell them it's going to be 10 and see how they'll react. So, but you, so you landed within your range. So you're just, you're a green light then. If you do, the, if you do it this way, then that's, if you estimate a range, and then um, you do your deep dive. And if you come in within that range, they're contractually still there. So you just send them the bill for the next phase. It's exactly. when you're outside of that, that you come back to them and say, then they have the opportunity to walk away, but they don't get any money back. No, because they, that's now, what they paid for. But they get, their, they get that full website spec and they can take it and get see if they can get somebody on Fiverr to do it for them. Now, what do you mean by full website spec? Are you talking a mock-up or are you talking a site map with it link internal links structure and stuff like that? Well, what, what do you mean by that? It's a visual it's for the, project. the way we break it down, one of our principles is break the job down. Quit trying to do design and content and everything all at once. We do a site map. We get that approved. Um, that site map gives you, um, then we do layout which has no colors. We use wireframes. Uh, I'm an old software development person, y'all. I've did this in corporate for years. We don't do nothing without no wireframes. <laughs> anyway, so a lot of people don't use them, but we do black and white, no color, nothing to distract the client from. This is the way the page is going to be laid out or, and, and just label what those things are. That gives you a box for all the content, right? So... Mm -hmm. Then we get, then we do a content specification. This is what we're going to need here. This is what we're going to need there. This is what we're going to need. Um, then we do function. What is, what is the functional requirements of the website? And finally we do design. So each of those are uh, approved separately, but they're incremental, right? So they've approved the sitemap. Then we get to content and they go, ah, oh, we forgot to tell you about those five bio pages for the senior executives mm -hmm. that we need. Guess what? We're now making a change to an approved deliverable. So we've got to go, we've got to do a change request that is then going to be, you know, added to the project because it's extra work that we didn't know about. But then at the end of all of that, uh, that all of that together is the statement of work or the full website spec. That's, that's really good. Now I want to say something and, and you are very welcome to push back and, and say that I'm, <laughs> that I'm wrong. Um, I'm really shy. I'm not sure I will. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm, I, I love this and I'm already with, with some, with some clients that we're in the, you know, the prospecting with right now and stuff like that. I'm like, I, I want to 
wrap my brain around this a little more and experiment with it. But I also can think starting at, when I was starting out, this would have been too much for some of my clients at that point that were mom and pop shops that I was doing a, a, a $2,000 website for, or, you know, uh, an ice cream, an ice cream stand. Um, But as as my clients have become more sophisticated businesses, multiple locations, you know, offices on more than one continent, this is where I'm starting to go. My system for the ice cream stand is breaking for the credit union. Does that make sense? Yes. And, And what I teach my students is, look, this is the Mac Daddy version of this. You have to tailor it based on the needs of your client and the kinds of your niche yeah. and the and the and the kinds of projects that you do. So for a smaller mom and pops, you might combine some of those deliverables together and not and not have so many different. Yeah, um, that's good. I just I think that's important to the share because important thing, the main thing is to break the job down. Quit trying yeah. to do it all together as this page and now we're going to work on this page and now we're going to work on this page because you're what you're doing is content design layout and all of that at once and what changes they make to this page it's like oh and then now we got to go change that other page that we already did you know so you just need to break it down into the pieces of the website yeah no that's good and i i just think that's important to share because we have people that that are that are part of the divi chat you know audience that are just getting ready to build their first client site and like they can't even like I remember my you know I charged three hundred dollars for my very first site and you know now I'm not even touching a site you know unless it's you know four thousand dollars so um so yeah so I think it just this is something if if, if you're listening to this you can grow into you can grow into this but have this now while you're while you're growing because the whole idea is you want to get larger and larger companies that can pay you more and more. And then if you want to have an agency model, you're able to go back to for more wallet share for digital marketing services. You don't have to do that to be successful. It's just, if that's the model you want. So this is a fantastic. And one of the things that I give my students inside the uh, premium Academy is I might be in the free one. I'm not sure. I think it's in the, the premium one is eight questions to give your client to ask the other guy. Like if you know your client shopping mm. around, um, give mm. your cl- after you've gone through your processes and shown them how you're going to control the time and how you're going to control the scope and how you're going to make sure that this project gets done on time and within budget, then you've got these eight questions to say, okay, now it, when you go to talk to the next person, at, make sure you ask them these eight questions. And it's stuff it's like... How are you going to control change? Yeah. <laughs> you know, how, how do you charge for change? You know, that's not just the only questions, but um, that goes a long way towards setting yourself apart as the expert in those things and giving your client, because they're going to go, gosh, this really helps. You know, now I know what questions to ask. So it, it, that's another way to set yourself apart using project management as the unique value proposition. I didn't articulate that very well, but hopefully. No, that's, that's I got it. I've seen some web designers use that type of thing as a lead magnet on their websites. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, Glenda says, glad you said that, Eric. 
Um, my clients are not corporations and a lot of this would be overkill for them, but there are principles that can be adapted and included for sure. Absolutely. So these principles are what is key. So if you are doing a $20,000, $50,000 website uh, or a $2,000 website, it still applies. You can still do, you can still give them an, an estimated range on your proposal with the deposit covering a deep dive discovery. And then you show them what you come up with in that as a document that they get to take with them to somebody else or stick with you. I mean, those principles will carry it through and you, you would impress them, but it's also like, think about how much more organized and smooth your project is going to go now that you've figured all this stuff out already. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, you know, when you, you say, oh, well, wireframes might be overkill for a small, uh, a small business. If it's a five page website, you've probably already got a layout, right? It's not anything you're having to create. You're showing the client what it looks like. It, it, sometimes it's a five minute meeting, right? It's not a, a huge, big thing, but you're still breaking it down into tiny manageable chunks so that when change occurs at this point, you're not having to redo the whole website. And right. That sort of yeah. Stuff. And you get, yeah. And we, yeah, we do that. And whether you're using wireframes or like our, we have a UX UI designer that does the mock-up now of almost all of our sites and he uses Figma. Um, and so, you know, we get this, you know, thing, but you're right. We, we have actually just talked recently about going to a more, a, a step one before that. Cause even when we show the mock-up and try to explain to people, don't get caught up on the details yet. They get they caught up on not the, see it. They yeah, they get caught up on it. the detail. And and um, Christian, I see he just jumped in the chat. He does. He's done a couple branding packages for us, and his design, his um, mockups for the initial logo are always in black and white because he says colors yeah. confuse the client. They so. give you. It's too much emotion in colors. Yeah. So one yeah. way to get one way to get what you need from the client is to keep the distractions to a minimum. They're going to get distracted by their own logo. They're going to get mm -hmm. distracted by colors. They're going to get distracted by uh, even naming yeah. buttons sometimes can, can cause distraction. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're uh, just, Christian I, sent you a shout out. I know about the site he, said he, he showed up for the Beth fan club. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Christian. Thanks. Um, so, I, okay. We've got, so Danny Green is one of our pals in Australia. It's still pretty early there. It's like, I don't know, seven in the morning or eight in the morning. I don't know. So she, she needs a, a little help. And don't feel bad, Danny. I like, I want to make fun of you because that's just what we do. But uh, don't feel bad, actually. I, I have gone I through this with Beth so many times. I had her come speak in the group. I had all this stuff. I bought her academy. I did the academy. And then I still messaged her and was like, I'm trying to do a proposal. Can you just please explain it to me one more time? <laughs> like, it's a, for, it's like, it's so common sense and yet it's so complicated at the same time so so beth okay let's Danny, break this let down me, let and we're, we're we only have about 10 minutes left till the end of till the top of the hour unfortunately time flies when we're talking about super fun things like project management so let's read her comment so that for those that are just listening right, uh, danny says i find it yeah, she ahead. says i still find it too confusing so if it's a 15k website you ask them 7.5k for the discovery phase and then you keep that if they cancel, my clients would run for the hills under this concept. Okay. Okay. So First gonna... of all, no, you would not get a 50% deposit. 
sometimes it's it, well, like if it's a really complicated project like I'm working on, possibly it could be more than 50%. But what you're doing is creating the website specification. You're not just doing something and that they're paying for and then they walk away with nothing. They, if, if they do decide to cancel, they walk away with that statement of work, which is a full website spec that they can go get someone else to implement for them. So it's not like that, that they're just paying for air. So I wanted to make that clear. And yeah, and, and I think I think that's good. Can you can you list a couple of things that are included in the website spec? I think that's where because that's that's a newer term for me and probably than some others. What what are some specific things in it? We said the site map, the site the map, wireframe, layout, um, content specification. What, what, so what, what do you mean by content? Like actual content, or what? What does that mean? Uh, we need um, X number of paragraphs <clears throat> describing oh, okay. such and so okay. for this page. We need this many um, uh, images for this page. The, this is what's going to be on here. This right. uh, The content is going to describe about your, uh, let's use the about page because it's easy. It's going to describe your company. It's going to say it's going to do this. It's going to have an image of uh, all of your team members, you know, whatever that's going to look like is described in the content specification and they have okay. to approve that, right? What about keyword what about like keyword research? I don't do SEO. Okay. That's So not if you do SEO that, that could be cuz we I use mean, SEO to guide our content. I develop with SEO but I don't do SEO marketing. The way I view yeah, sort of. this but you could like include that. that. You could I mean it, it doesn't matter what the pieces are if if it's something your client needs you break it into, you know, one of those pieces and then all together. Uh, oh, so let me finish what I was saying. Content, function. What are the functions that the website needs to carry out? The, the, the customer needs to be able to filter these furniture items. They need to be able to sort. They need to be able to, uh, you know, these sort. So what function needs to happen? And then design. So, so basically, Eric, that, whatever you, you, you're going to figure out everything that you would need to have to create the brief to send to your creative or your technical teams. So if you, from that meeting, you will have everything you need to say like, okay, designers design this, copywriters, this is exactly what we need. Developers, you're going to build this. You know, what all of those bits are what you're developing in that discovery. That's the that's like the detailed what is what are you calling it Beth? A statement, statement of work. work. It's basically your your brief. For your team if you think you could think about it that way yeah but i don't like calling it a brief because it's very rarely ever brief <laughs> well that's true <laughs> no statement of work things. that's good and stephanie that that was helpful because it you know we're i'm i'm we're i'm in this transition phase where i'm you know handing off more projects and more of the project and stuff like that and and that has been a big challenge like how do i take my ideas from the meeting with the client and, and hand it off. Well, it's just this, and I'm actually getting paid for it. Right. Because it's it's part Bingo. of the whole thing. About how many payment times do you have? Like, I'm going from two to three. Does your typical project, Beth, have, you know, so many payment times, or does that vary based on project to project? I typically, uh, I typically get paid 
All right, here's the way I usually do it. Phase one, and I'm just reading what Marchin just wrote in the chat that he doesn't call it a deposit. It's that 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 discovery phase is paid up front. Um, so that's kind of what it is, but I still call it a deposit. Okay, so that I do too. I find people don't like to be paid for me to figure out how to do my job. That there's like sort of some kind of, and maybe I just don't like selling it that way, but. That's so I call I still call it a deposit because that's a concept. But Marchin lives in a very different part of the world than I do. So yeah. that could be part of that. A lot well. of people will do the discovery as a separate project and get paid for it. Mm -hmm. And then they then they start the project. I, I that that makes it too easy for the client to walk away, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. In my in, with my method, they're already under contract. Um, but ask your question again, Stephanie. I got off track. Oh, oh no! You asked a question, Eric, about um, about, when oh, I get about how many times are you do you invoice? What's your payment schedule? Yeah, yeah, right, right. Okay, so uh, we get the deposit. Then at the end of phase one, I typically bill for fifty percent of the remainder of the project. Then at the next pro next phase, I bill for fifty percent of the remainder of the project. That way, if you get to the very end and the client ghosts you, it's only you're, you're just covered. A bit yeah. of money that you lose. Uh, fascinating. And all we've so far managed to talk about in this entire time is phase one. <laughs> right. I'm, Sorry, you'll have I, to have me back. Yeah. I guess we will. You've got, you've got great information on change orders and how yeah, that. Don't, like she didn't even start talking about the change budget, you guys. I know. The change budget is like a whole nother thing that will make your brain explode. So it's magic. Go check the change out. budget is magic. If, if you use a change budget, you will never go over budget because. Yeah. You got to share it. I mean, we got to yeah. talk about it. <laughs> go ahead. All right. Listen, All right. we're doing this every week. We like get to the end and we're like, but we'll just keep going. Okay. All right, but Beth, quick. But then everybody just gets to go sign up for her Academy. It's I, I have about 10 minutes because uh, I'm going out to dinner with my meetup group of single old people. So, <laughs> Oh, I thought you got all dolled up for us. You got dolled well, that up too, for the you know, single old people. Come on. We're going to, all right. we're going to eat uh, Thai food. So it'll be fun. Okay. Let's do it. All Tell right. them the change so, budget. In all right. Like here's how, here's minutes. how the change budget works. Okay, it's kind of like invisible money. All right, but it's part of your quote. Excuse me, we don't do quotes, we do estimates. It's part of your estimate. So let's say the project is a $10,000 project. Then you take 20 to 30% of that and you set it aside as a change budget, 20% over that. 20 to 30% is just a way of calculating it. And, and, and it varies depending on the client. If you already know the client is way out there and not really clear on what they want, I usually make a higher change budget. So but if it's a $10,000 money, project, you're going to say uh, two grand is going into this separate imaginary account. Right, right. So you don't get a deposit on this. You don't get paid for it. It's just a change budget. It's set aside specifically for change. So then when it comes time, there's a change. Someone fills out a change request. The client can make a change request. You can make a change request. And so you submit that. So, so, they, so that change request comes to the project manager. The project manager assesses what the impact is to the timeline and the cost. And then they send that back to the client to approve, all right, or not. And that client has to decide, does that money come out of the change budget for that change and move over into the project budget or not? 
And this is after the statement of work. Now Everybody can, okay? Are y'all still okay? Did anybody fall over? Now, what this does is it really cuts down on frivolous change requests. Can you just change that shade of blue to a little lighter sure color? I really this want is how long, Carolina this is what we estimate. This is what we estimate. And it's going to, you just have to approve this email here that says it's going to come out of your change budget. I'm going to increase the total cost of the project, but they and don't then, have to spend any of that money. Then that gets but they've, already agreed, they've already agreed to the change budget. They understand the process. You went over all this with them in the, in the proposal. And then when uh, now, depending on the client, sometimes I will bill for that change right then for other uh, clients that I've worked with before. I'll just add it to the final invoice. What? Okay. So let me, let me ask this. <laughs> why why that and and setting a budget versus just saying you know here's the thing if there's any change request we'll give you a, an estimate or quote at that time why 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 not just do it that way well first of all you're setting the expectation that there is going to be change and that that's okay oh. okay but that, and you're setting the expectation that you're going to pay for it you know, well, here's what happens. Eric, you know this. It's a tiny thing. It's going to take you 10 minutes to do. So you agree to throw it in. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the next time they have what they perceive is a tiny change, like changing the color blue across the entire website, which may or may not be an easy change, but they're going to expect that for free too. Right. And then the next one and then the next one. And guess what that is? Unadulterated scope creep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is why we don't do that. Don't get best started on the change budget. We just need to schedule an episode in the future on dealing with change requests. Like you could have a whole change budget episode. Yeah, we but I I like that. I I I tracked with you now there. I think that's I think that's great. And I think the other thing it let lets it lets you say to the the, the client is it this is gonna happen, prepare for it in the budget. But what you said I liked was either the client or the team, or, you know, us, we can initiate a change order because sometimes we do get in there and we're like, dang it. You know, we mm -hmm. totally miss this. It's going to take this much more time. Yeah. We have a project right now that for whatever reason, we couldn't get the like 150 images, the, the, the site that it's built in, the image name isn't attached to the image file. And so when we brought over all the images, it brought over all the stupid image 247983. Mm -hmm. So we have to go through now and rename every image off of off of this this website. Um, and that just takes a That's time. A perfect now, example of yeah. the kind of stuff I'm talking about that you couldn't possibly have foreseen that. Right. Right. There's now, luckily, no my 11 year old and is doing so by that. Setting, so. By setting that <laughs> expectation at the beginning of the project, you know, and that would be a perfect example as you're going through your processes to give to your client on this one project. Here's what happened. And there's no way we can foresee that, but we have to make plans for it. Yeah. So just, if something frame like it that in the right way, happen. right? So it's not you coming and saying like, sorry, I screwed up. I didn't know this would have to be this way. Or sorry, you didn't tell me the whole truth. It's it's no, it's just like, this is something There's just one of those things you can just explain to people that there are, you know, sometimes you only see the little tip of the iceberg and there's a whole glacier underneath and it's, it's not anybody's fault. It's just the nature of the beast that we, 
love having you. Everybody is already like clamoring for you to come back. We might have to do a little, maybe we'll do a little side episode or something on more of this. We'll do like a, another thing where you can just talk about all these things. Uh, so we did, uh, as you guys know, we don't have a full panel. We don't have all of our panelists. A lot of folks couldn't make it tonight. Um, but I was like, I, I don't want my questions asked. So. I'm like, Beth will have plenty to say. This is not going to be a problem. I'll just set her free and everybody will love it. So anyway, thank you so much for being here, Beth. It's WP Road. I'll say it. So WPRoadmaps.com. WPRoadmaps.com slash join us. And she does have a free level too, you guys, which is very generous and nice. So um, everybody give us and a thumbs I have, up. I have a Facebook group too. It's called WordPress Project oh, yeah. Management. You don't have to be a student to join the Facebook group if you want to get in there and see what's going on. Um, uh, yeah, so I'd love to see you guys in the Academy. I'd love yeah. to see you in my Facebook group. We do a Friday chat every Friday, sort of like we'll this. Put a link. But, we'll put a yeah. link to your group in the show notes, Beth. Oh, okay, um, thank you. And uh, and to your Academy. And So anyway, thank thanks. Thanks for being here, everybody. Thanks for all the great questions. Please give a thumbs up for our pal Beth and... Uh, don't forget to subscribe if you're new here. I think I saw a couple newish names in the chat. So if you if you haven't been um, a long time Divi chatter, please do subscribe and come join us more often. If you're listening on your podcast app, we appreciate you too. Thanks so much. Yeah. You know what would be awesome? Hey, Eric, you know what would be great? What's that? What if some of these folks that listen and really enjoyed this gave us a review? You know, that would be amazing and kind of How them. How cool would that be? Yeah. Do yeah. it, you guys. Rate this podcast.com slash Divi Chat. It'll show you whatever apps are on your phone that you can leave us a review on. So anyway, and there's best little friend. Making he was whining. I just had to pick him up. Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> so, all right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, have a great week. We will see you next time with another awesome topic. And I think we have another special guest next week, too. Yes. All right. Who wants to say it? Again. Anybody want to say it? You guys say it in the chat. I'm not going to say it. Tim Streifler's not here to end our show. Take yeah. care. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye -bye. All right. Bye, bye. you guys. Bye.